0: That's me, it's me, it's ABC, coming at you again, live on Bog Talk Radio, from here from my lovely studio here in Kent, Washington. Welcome to the ABC podcast, where usually uh, we'll take modern dating and I'll disavow it for your entertainment. However, today is today's a special day, mm-hmm. and this is going to be probably one of my most um, listened to and probably talked about shows for a while. And the reason why, if you saw the little the little blurb I put in the show notes, the little one line, is because I have somebody really special as a as a guest today. Now, uh, y'all know I haven't done a whole I haven't done a whole thing with uh with a guest speaker in a long time. But this one is really near and dear to me. Because who I have in my studio today, well, she's joining us, she's joining us right, so she's not in my studio. She's actually in the United Kingdom. But this person is largely responsible for teaching me what I know. And like I said yesterday, I came up, I, well, I came of age, as it were, in the men's rights movement. And when I joined when I joined up, I got connected with these people. She was one of the first people that I met. And she took me under her wing. Her and a couple of other people over in the UK and in Ireland took me under their wing. And they taught me a lot. And they showed me they quote unquote red pill me, but this was before red. The term red pill was co opted by people that it should have been co opted by. But when when I was red pilled I was shown a whole a whole new side of life that I was pretty much that was pretty much I wasn't blind to it, but I was just ignorant to the effects. And when I came out when I came out of that rabbit hole, I was a different person, and it taught me. As that and my experiences elsewhere, as far as dealing with people, dealing with people on the left, because I I don't make any bones about it. I was a, I was a barking leftist. I was. And in 2013, I got hooked up with the, with the men's rights movement and they flipped me and they told me, they taught me a, a side of leftism that I was ignorant to. And it really changed my frame of thinking. And because of it, I've been able to look at experience, my experiences a different way. And I've been able to formulate all of the advice that I put out on the show, according to what is best for both parties, men and women. And that's largely responsible for um, due to what I've learned with the men's rights movement. And this person here is, I've known her for about 12 or 13 years. And she is a titan in the men's rights movement and in that community. And she is one of the UK's—I will call—I will—I will put her up there with the great Erin Pitsy. Just two two women titans in the men's in the men's rights movement, and one of the UK's most precious gems. So. I will take no further ado and introduce my very, very (laughs) special guest and probably one of the most precious friends that I've ever made and I will ever have, Don Cardiff. Say hi, Don. Hi. Oh, mate. That was lovely. Thank you. Yeah, no problem, Don. Um just for your listeners, she reminded me to tell you that because she's in the UK and I'm over here in Washington State, there's gonna be a lag because of the distance. So just bear with us and we'll try to work this out. We'll try to get coordinated and stuff. But um but yeah, I'm so honored to do this and I'm so honored to give a platform to a voice like you because it's very important. For that you impart what you know, because there's a lot of things that people are still kind of ignorant to. And what I like to do is I like to bring light to those things. Like I would use my show to talk about a side of dating and a side of relationships that people often ignore, but is very important. It's the same thing with um it's the same thing with men and men's issues. Because the truth of the matter is that. Men's issues are still being pushed to the back burner, despite the strides that we made, despite the movie The Red Pill coming out and flipping thousands of people, um, and every all the strides that we have made online and on these different social media platforms. But because we're fighting government and um, NGOs and courts and things like that, the issues are still being the issues are still being um, pushed to the pushed to the back burner. But what I want to do is. Don, if you don't mind, um, just give us a just give us a short blurb about you. Um, you know, just where you're from and how you got connected with the men's rights movement and how you got involved in that scene. Go ahead.
1: Okay, I'm from the UK. I'm from the north, just over the water from Liverpool, sunny Birkenhead. Um, I got involved with the men's rights movement completely by accident because I was a bit of an internet troll and I'd be like jumping on vegan pages and stuff like that and I said to the girl I was trolling with, where are we going today then? Who are we going to troll? And she said we're going to the Men's Rights Initiative and we jumped on it and it was about divorce and parental alienation and I just read the, read the post because I, I never used to comment until I'd read it so it made sense and I just couldn't do it. I couldn't, I couldn't bring myself to troll it because it was real. And I, I recognize I even recognized my own mother's behaviour. So I just couldn't troll it, Jesse. I just couldn't do it, bring myself to do it. So I just stuck around really and didn't really speak because I didn't want to make a fool of myself. So just like one by one, research the issues, you know. And then I wanted to. Uh, I was blown away by it. I was blown away by it completely. And I'd always known about the father's rights issue because it was always on the news, people scaling up the side of Buckingham Palace and stuff in protest. But uh, nothing like and That was it. That's all I knew, really. So I'd go away, research all the issues, and then I'd have, like, little conversations. But I had a be in me bonnet about feminism. I wanted to say to Thomas Dye, who is the founder of the Men's Rights Initiative, who's a very good friend of mine now, I just wanted to tell him to go. You know, I wanted to like have something good to say about feminism. So He was like, "Well, go and find out for yourself. Just go and just go onto any page and question them and see what happens." And I won't lead you into it. Just go and do it yourself. And that's what all I did was I questioned their definition of what patriarchy constitutes because it, from my angle, doesn't really make sense. Oh, mate, I got. Death threats. I got rape threats, and I was blown away by it. So that's basically how I got into it.
0: So you mentioned Thomas Die, and it, it's interesting because the way I got hooked up was through Thomas and through uh, Tannis McCollum. That's they're the ones who, and I and I I forget how I came across them. I think it was I think I saw them post on something. I was going through the pages. Um, like I said, I, was, I used to, um, I used to go on a lot of leftist pages and I saw them. I saw Thomas and I saw Thomas had posted something on it and it, it struck me. I'm like, huh? And so I went and, um, I, I looked up, I looked up what he posted because he posted some, he posted some data, it was with a link. So I clicked the link I looked at it. I'm like, wow. That's kind of correct, you know, and it blew down and it blew down the um, it blew down the post. And I'm like, OK, well, not too much. I think I started talking to Thomas and then not too much later, not too long or not too long afterward, uh, Tannis got a hold of me on Facebook and then we started talking and then they're like, you know, there's a whole lot more to this than you know. And so they went, and they and they were showing me all of these links and all of this data and stuff. And I was just like, "Man, I had no idea." And so when we would go back, when I would go back to places like Women's Rights News and all this other stuff, and I'm just like, "They have no idea what they're, they have no idea what they're posting." And you know, I get it. I get I get the place where they're post. I get the place where they are where they're posting it because mentally, there are just some things that. There are just some things that you care about, but if what you care about is based on false statistics, then you have to question what it is you care and why, what it is you care about and why why given the fact that it's based on false statistics, are you so passionate about it? You know what I mean? And it caused me to question a lot of the things that I believed. And so the further and then that's when I got hooked up with you and then you and Sparty and everybody else. And then, you know, we used to go and we used to go and do our thing on the on the um, on the pages. But what I wanted to ask you, because you you mentioned being you know, you mentioned all the rape threats and everything. Um want to ask you your opinion on that because what I found to be absolutely a trip and absolutely quixotic as as I think about it, is they claim to be like feminists and stuff claim to be about women's rights. But when somebody like you or pearl davis or or roma army or somebody emily w king all of you come or, when you come and start to speaking up for men then all of a sudden you're not you're not a woman anymore you're not a woman worth protecting anymore you you shouldn't have rights and i always felt that that was antithetical to what it is they're going around preaching like oh all women need to be oh wait but not those women well how can you say all oh, women and then you say not those women so what are your thoughts on what are your thoughts on that and how has that shaped, further shaped the way you thought about um, society's interaction, not just between the genders, but within the individual genders?
1: Well, the battle of the sexes has always been a natural thing. Well, feminism has pushed it to an almost irre- probably an irreversible situation. I was kicked from the sisterhood the moment I question them, the moment I questioned them on the first day when I was all new to it, mate, all new to it. um, uh, But what they do is they've got a real get-out clause. You know they have? They'll go, that's not a real feminist. A real feminist would not say that to you. We would not promote rape. And I'm like, well, you know, nobody had ever wished rape upon me until I voiced my opposing opinion to a feminism on a public platform where my voice... Has as much right to be as anyone's right, and that's all it took. And then Tara Singletari, her name was I didn't even get I don't even care. Tara Singletari, her name was, and she went round my whole friends list and was telling, Remember Warren Gibson and Sparty, they were telling them to come and rape me and everything. And uh, she was telling me I wanted to be raped because I went to a girl's school, and it was, it was I, I could not believe what I was hearing. And um, do you know what, Jesse? It's absolutely mild compared to what I learned over the years. The bar got raised every time I let my guard down and thought I was, now oh, that's surely it. That is surely it. You know what I mean? It can't get any crazier than that. And it's like they've heard your words and gone challenge accepted. And then you go, wow, they blow you away again. But yeah, it's a problem because you can't even... Enjoy the fun of the chase anymore I can't go to you I want to play hard to get You know what I mean, make you chase me a little bit We love that, that interaction between men and women We love that Well, feminism has made it rapey And now it's not a thing anymore Do you get me?
0: Yeah, I get you We got a couple of phone calls, I'm going to get to you guys in a minute So just hang on there But um, I get you And one of the the surprising downfalls Or side effects of that that really plays women nowadays is the fact that men now, especially led by the MGTOW movement, women are kind of jaded. Single, single women are kind of jaded now because, again, you said you enjoy the thrill of the chase, and us men, we used to like the chase. We we did. And if you looked at all the older cartoons uh-huh. and all the older movies, it was all geared toward, you know, the, man, the, the, the breadth of the comedy was the man chasing the woman and all the folly that happens there. But now because of all of this, because of feminism and because of the Me Too movement and because of the strong, independent woman, now men aren't just aren't chasing anymore. And now what you hear, you go on TikTok and you hear all these women talking about, men don't approach me anymore. Men should be men. Men, men should approach women. Men should still approach women. it's like, um, no, because what you strongly advocated for was an equality between the sexes. And now that things are equal, you need to do the equal thing. But let's get to some phone calls. Um, see if I can remember how to do this. This is 2242. <laughs> let's connect. Hi, you're on the air. Go ahead. Hi, thank you for taking my call. This is Jonathan. Hey, Jonathan. Welcome to the ABC podcast. Hey, Listen, I listen to you guys all the time, and I just want to say she is a breath of fresh air, very refreshing. I love the accent, and it's good to finally hear a woman get on the radio that speaks this way. I I, I really appreciate her honesty. Absolutely, and that's one of the things that, that's one of the reasons why we became so close um, online is because She and she's not the only one. There are like there are lots of women speaking out on men's rights. Like I say, there's Roma Army. There's Pearl Davis. There's Emily W. King. Um, Jetta Diabilis does a wonderful job. And all of these women, they're like, when you hear you can hear it from a man. Here's the thing. You can hear it from men and it's going to be dismissed as misogynist drivel. But when you hear it from a woman. All of a sudden, now it's legitimized, and it's not that that's kind of the bad thing about you know the way society, the way society regards women over men. But when you when you hear the things that um, a lot of the modern women spew, and then hear women who actually say, you know, I don't think that's quite true because of this, 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 and that, and all of a sudden the narrative starts dropping by the wayside, then this is what brings this is what brings um legitimacy to the legitimacy to the uh, to the message you know what i mean i agree can Can i ask Dawn a question oh go ahead Dawn. you've got a question for you go shoot don don are you there yeah Hey, Don, first of all, thank you for coming up on the show. Hopefully you're on this program again. Um, Like I said, I'm just absolutely in love with the accent. But what would I have to do to be able to stick my tongue in your shit locker?
1: There you go, Jesse. This is your problem. This is your problem, mate.
0: This got your absolute right? problem. Okay. 3494, you're on your welcome to the ABC podcast with uh, Jesse and Don. Go ahead, Don. I would just love to nibble on your tits, Fuck okay. and all over them. So, yeah, so we have these guys too. So, um, anyway, apologizing for that, we were going on, we were on about um, Don being. Not getting all these threats, and it's a trip because when you when you look at it, they say they love to say, "Oh, we protect women, we protect women," but not those women. And it's funny because I had this, I had the same experience um, with kind of with feminism, yes, because feminists believe that because there is this intersectionality between the African American community and feminism as far as struggles are concerned, which I never understood that it's just that's just false. But they believe that if you're black, you should support feminism because of something with black women. And if you don't, then you hate your mother and you hate all of this person, all of this. And I found it to be I found it to be weird because they say, oh, intersectionality and the black struggles are our struggles and everything. Yet when somebody black speaks out against what feminism has been doing, then all of a sudden, no, not them, not those black people. No, these black people with us. So that's kind of a trip.
1: Well, if you you want to take it back a little bit in history, we all know Margaret Thanger, who was the first pioneer of abortion. She paved the way for a mass community of abortion within the black community, and she was a very heightened feminist herself. So if you want to know why the biggest abortion rate is in the black community, and that stems from feminism as well. Which is funny
0: because I did a video Around 2000, and I want to say 13, time frame, 2014. I did a video for YouTube. I, I since took it down. But um I may do it again. I may, I may reboot it because it's important. And what I did was I got on Google Maps. I'm, nobody really knows I did this. I didn't get a whole lot of views. But I got on, I got on Google Maps. And what I did was I Googled abortion clinics, right? But I took I looked up the I looked up cities with at least a hundred thousand people population and I looked up two sets of cities. I looked up one with eighty percent or more white white population and then a set of cities with eighty percent or more black population. And what I found just in the cities, just in the bigger cities, was the fact that when when Herman Cain said four out of five abortion clinics were set up in a black community, he wasn't lying. Because I found all kinds of Google, Hello? Remember this is Google Maps now. I found up, at least Five, six abortion clinics In majority black cities And in the white cities I would find One, maybe two If I looked hard enough And But most of them had none Yeah, that's the
1: truth That is the truth you can you can see leftist and feminist policies right the way through the culture problems of the black community. Don't be offended by that because you know exactly what I mean when I say that. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, absolutely, and it's a trip because they, they, they I guess they kind of cross and merge with black the Black Lives Matter movement. But okay, Black Lives Matter, but not those black people. No, these black people and us, because I've had my run with Black Lives yeah. Matter, and. It, it didn't end well it's so for them. Just, just they got embarrassed on uh, they got embarrassed on social media but um still um, a lot of and a lot of these are born out of Marxism and everything so we get it the ideology is the same at the core it's just they use different they use different terminology yeah but just it, the ideology is still the same absolutely communism. Right. So, what I want to do now is I want to get your um, I want to get your opinions on a host of um, a host of uh, a host of subjects. First of all, the first thing I want to get out of the way because this is kind of this is what well, this is one of the things that because we talked about this briefly yesterday, but I kind of wanted to get you on record on this because you and I, you and I agree wholeheartedly on this point, and when when it comes out, you get you you get a lot of hate for this. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I know it. Tell me how you feel about the re-election, the possible re-election of Donald J. Trump.
1: Woo! That's how I feel about it.
0: <laughs> I'm telling you, I've been a Trump supporter since you see, here's the here's the thing with me and Donald Trump. See. When Trump first came down the escalator and said that he was running I thought this like I was I would have sworn this was a, a this was political <laughs> theater right oh he's just because his show is there because you know Hollywood you when you're in Hollywood, the the knowledge in Hollywood is that even bad PR is still PR so no matter what you can do to get your name out there if, if it's in the papers or whatever it's good is a good thing for you because your name is out there and that'll drive people to your product and so I was this is what I legit thought he was thinking that, that he was doing And I was—I kind of dismissed him As oh this is a Hollywood stunt blah 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 And uh, I was kind of a Bernie bro Back then but then I started listening to Bernie Sanders and I'm like no I've heard this somewhere before um, in, in Joseph Stalin in 1934 But um, not that I lived back then oh, But I read that God. manifesto That's where Bernie got his platform from So, just when, so you know. when
1: Bernie Sanders was going on about Wanting it to become a socialist network um, he was he was giving um, examples of, of what countries are successful socialist economies. So he was saying Sweden. So I went and researched in it. They haven't been a socialist economy uh, since the 80s. And it was very brief as well. It absolutely destroyed them. They were in the top 10 of a uh, GPD. Yeah. In the world. And then they went to about 100. They lost everything. Right. And they had to reclimatize and do it and build themselves back up again. So it's it's an absolute lie that Sweden is a socialist economy. They are fully capitalist.
0: Yes, they are. And in fact, they practice something called welfare capitalism, which is their their corporations are happy to pay into a general fund that everybody can draw from. So that it's not even comes out of tax money. It's it's the it's the corporations that donate to this, which is I th- which I think is phenomenal. But I thought it was funny when the president of Finland came out and just like tore Bernie a new one. Because he was just like, we're not, we're not social. <laughs> yeah. Are you kidding me? And he embarrassed him on national television. I thought that was great, but um, but yeah. But I started listening to what Donald Trump was actually saying, and I'm like, no, this guy gets it. This guy, he's he knows what's going on. I mean, he, everybody knows what's going on, but he's the one. He's the only one that's really talking about. It. He's the one that's put. He's he's the only one that's putting it out in the way that it needs to be put out. And that's why he got so popular because nobody would. Everybody else knew it, but nobody wants to touch it. Everybody wants to be, oh, I'm the politician that you want because America is such a great country and no, this and well, that. Well, he's not
1: a career politician. Trump came out and
0: he's like, no, it's not. We have problems that we here that we need to fix. Well, Jesse, is he a racist? He's not a racist. As a matter of fact, let me let me give you let me give you a couple of facts about Donald Trump. Number one. Donald Trump has dead, has donated more money to historically black colleges and universities than any other president in history that's a fact. Number 2. Donald Trump has pulled more single black mothers out of the, out of poverty than any other president in history. That's number 2. So, oh, and Donald Trump also he, he hires he has places where the where the employee percentage the black employee percentage is upward about 30 30 or 40%. So I wouldn't say he's racist. Yeah. Everybody else says he's racist because of the Central Park. He also made a and council. For is, okay, did you know a lot of black areas? people thought they were guilty too?
1: And they councilized, yeah, and the, uh, they raised loads of money and they have really upped the stakes in those areas. And he created those councils for them.
0: Yes, he did. And um, that's, again, that's another thing that, that goes way overlooked behind that. Racist narrative and they say oh Charlottesville this and they don't even play the whole video That uh, everything that he said Because he said the white nationalists need to be Oh condemned.
1: don't get me started but,
0: Right and so they was, Oh yeah he's a racist does he, he support Charlottesville No he did not <laughs> But um Yeah to, um, so anyway. when, did you, when did you Become when did you realize that Trump was your guy
1: When he went America first. America first. Because, you know, Uh, our politicians over here, they don't give a fuck about us, mate. They don't care. They put every other country. You should see it here. I've been surrounded by Muslim men threatened with gang rape and everything. You know what I mean? And... These are just—they're not even vetted they're just, because they're coming so many. They just, they've lost control of it. They've lost control of it completely, and we voted for Brexit to control our borders. And it's just basically shown that your vote means nothing. Yeah, and um, I feel really unprotected by my own, by my own leaders, and I, I believe we could—we need somebody like that.
0: I think we need a lot of people like that. Um, and what, what I find, because the safety is happening in America, um, and ex- except where you're having the problem with Muslims, we're having a problem with like everybody else, because we have a bunch of everybody, not just um, Hispanics or whatever. We have Hispanics and Muslims and all, all these other people flowing through our southern border, and it's unchecked. And they, this is the yeah. Biden administration at work. Not only that, he's massively expanded the welfare system to where all these, all these migrants are getting off it, getting on it, despite not being legalized. And it's really, and it's, and it's taxed our economy to the point where we just can't do it anymore. Not only that, they're spending so much on these wars and they're spending and they're spending that they vastly outstripped the income from the taxes. He's lowered GDP by killing gas pipelines and um, canceling oil projects, which. Oil was our oil, and gas was our main route of business. Oh, that, that's what America did. America was an oil salesman, and if you take the oil away, what, where would you, where would you sell? So, we can't sell anything. Our taxes are what they are, but the government government spending is outstripping taxes, and it's put us in a way. It put us in a way. And I did a show called. Um, I did a show and. It was, uh, why, why the U.S. would lose a fight and uh, lose a war with China. And I absolutely believe we will because we just don't have the money to sustain a prolonged fight with China. We just, we, it's just not going to happen. And that's because he canceled a lot of things that Donald Trump did. Donald Trump had us in a position to where if we could fight, and we can sustain the fight because we're making so much money off of oil and gas that it wouldn't have been a thing. And this is why this is why Russia stood down. This is why China stood down. This is why Iran stood down. Everybody, there was nobody who had messed with America because America was making so much money that we were funding our military like to the ends of the world. And they know, and they knew this, so they wouldn't. So they, of course, there was nothing they could do. There was, there were no wars under Donald Trump. There were no new no wars started. First president in several decades and that's, big, that's happened, the only president who's happened. never
1: declared war if you if you can keep hold of the reserve the international reserve as the dollar you can turn this shit around but it's not just about the money it's about it's about the wokeism mate have you seen their military have you seen how they create it have you seen the values they put into it obviously it's like they're not technically communist anymore but that's just on paper you know what I mean? They are strong. They are really strong. And we're over here doing all, like, you know, bringing rainbows into our military, having them covered over our police cars and stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? There's a big difference.
0: There is a big difference, especially from the time that I was in to now. I see there's a market difference. And a lot of people, a lot of people from from the time that I was in, that said they were going to do 20, 25 years and ended up getting out early because they saw the direction it was going. And they're like, no, we're just going to take our retirement. We don't want to be a part of this anymore. And they're having a problem meeting their recruitment goals because nobody likes the fact that there's rainbows and unicorns in our military now. It's like, if there's one thing that's Feminize supposed to Feminizing what? Exactly. And that's what I am saying. Like, If there's one thing that that support, that's supposed to support, support freedom and prosperity and fight for it, if necessary, it's our military, and now uh, we're sitting around here singing "Kumbaya" with rainbows and unicorns, and it's like, no, it's <laughs> not going. It's not going to work.
1: No, no. I don't mean to sound harsh or bitchy about it. We're the same. We're the same. <laughs> Do you know what I mean?
0: Right, right. I am all for gay rights. all for. I'm all for
1: all that. But you know, we're talking about hardened military tactics here. We're talking about fitness protocols and standards being reduced. Well, you don't reduce it for lesser men, so why are we reducing it for women? Obviously, there has to be a standard. It's the same in the fire service. Hey, if you can't carry me out of the fire like he can, then you can't be part of it. Do you know what I mean? It, it's, it's ridiculous. These are things where standards should not slip. And because of feminism... We have; they have been forced. Even the the might of the Marines feminized their uniform, and I was like, "You have to earn the right to wear that uniform. They don't change it for you, but they have."
0: Yeah, the same thing happened with the um with the special forces when they, I oh, know was the Rangers when they let that with the, when they let that woman train and. The rangers, since they were all male to begin with, they only had one standard for completion. And then when they pushed the woman through, then they adopted a whole new set of standards just for her. And a lot of the rangers were really pissed off about it because they were like, hey, this woman's not a ranger because she did, she hasn't met the standards according to what what has been traditionally the standards for the rangers for the past 200-something years. She comes in and she has her own set of standards. Now you're calling her a ranger? That's not, no, that's... That's not how that works.
1: Hey, don't get me wrong. There are women who will kick your ass from here to the next week. Don't get me wrong. If you've earned your stripes, you deserve to be there. That's not what I'm saying at all. I just want to put that straight. But like I said, they don't reduce the standard for lesser men. They shouldn't be reducing it for anyone.
0: Exactly. And that's part of, you know, that was part of, that was part of the whole thing. Um, yeah, I get it I get it they should because women again, across the board, and again, like you say, there are some women that could throw me around and I I've been there, right? I've had soldiers in uh, when I was doing combatants and they're oh, they're legit course, throwing course. me around and I was like one ninety, two hundred pounds. So there there are those, but across the board, um women generally yeah. don't generally don't perform defeats of strength that men they're do. They're
1: exceptional so. to the general rule.
0: Right. So I can understand if you want if you want to keep women in the ranks, why well, you would have a separate um, why well, you would have a separate set of standards for them. But when it comes to combat arms, this is a completely different ball of wax because this is what goes out and actually does the fighting. And the support battalion is fine because I work the support battalion, and when we had females that could. They did an excellent job. Like I on Veterans Day, I had to shout. I had to shout them out because I said they were the best this nation had to offer. Because in that support role, there was nobody better. Nobody better. However, I wouldn't expect them to go into the front lines as an eleven Bravo. I wouldn't expect them to go and go through Special Forces or Green Berets or something like that. Because that's just not their realm and they would fail if they did that. I, I understand that. It's not a knock on them. It's just that there's a limit to what the human body can do. Regardless if is if, if you're a man or a woman. It's just that with with women their limitations are much more pronounced because of physical this because of the physicality of it. So that we of we course, get that it's, it's just that if you women want sports. women in these um, <laughs> if you want women in these positions you have to understand what it is you're compromising and that's and it's like they're not taking that to account.
1: I know, and it sounds awful that you're saying women like it's like it's like we're saying women can't cut it, and a lot of them can, but they are you know physically I mean, but they are exceptional to the general rule, and I don't think. Hate feelings are um, as important as saving lives.
0: Right, and Do you know, even taking as,
1: just as like I don't think there should be men in women's sports because you might as well not even go. The women might as well not even turn up to the Olympics. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's ridiculous. <laughs> right, and a lot of
0: women are actually boycotting there if they found out like a lot of the swimmers after the leave. Yeah? A lot of swimmers go just on. refuse to even show up. I was saying, when the whole Leah Thomas thing was going down, a lot of the the, oh, okay. the, uns, the unsaid part of that was, yeah, Riley Gaines was going around talking, and we get it, we, and everything she said was true. Oh, but what they, what they were ignoring was the fact that a lot of the women weren't even, um, were, they weren't showing up to the meets because uh, Leah was there. That, they wouldn't say that, but it was yeah. true.
1: And you see them attacking her. Did you see them going for her, attacking her outside the courthouse, actually physical assaulting her? And they think it's okay because they identify as women, but this is a bunch of men assaulting her.
0: Right. And that's the and that's a tragedy of the whole thing, because if you look at the whole Fallon Fox situation as well in, in MMA, it's like oh. now you have and again, now you have women, men beating up women. You have legit men beating up women and the feminists aren't saying anything. Just like you had the um, the kid who was in the high school in Virginia who who was sexually assaulted her, his classmate in the bathroom, and when the me- when the dad talked about it, he was the dad was the one that got arrested. And it's like, why are you protecting yeah. him? And where are the feminists who were supposed to be against um, S.A. and all this stuff? But when it happens to a young girl, they're silent about it. Why? Because they're because a boy identified as a woman. Because they're fucking girl. hypocrites. And
1: they're hypocrites, that's why. They violate their exactly. own principles every time they open their mouth.
0: Exactly. Which is why and you knew it was going this way when you knew it you knew where it was, where it was I, gonna go. Was when going when this way. they didn't say anything when Bruce Jenner won Man of the Year. I mean Woman of the Year. <laughs>
1: She's not the no, only one. Jenna, the other one, um, oh, what's her name? Black woman. Well, oh,
0: um, yeah, uh, um, I know She won the before. The, the one from Orange Levain, is the new
1: black.
0: Cox. Right. Yeah, her too. And they didn't say a darn thing. Yeah. And it's like, okay, men are systematically erasing year. women. They're taking the record. They're breaking the records. They're doing dirty things to them in bathrooms and stuff like that. The feminists are silent. But don't let Don but don't let Don Cardiff come along and say anything because all them. of a sudden she's she she's whatever she is. They have a lot to say about that.
1: Well, she's a Republican. She's a Republican. <laughs> now that doesn't make sense, does it? But Jenna is a Republican and she's not meant to be. She's meant to sing from their song She's, but she doesn't. She kinda sings from us. Pretty much, you know.
0: Just like um, Blair White. Now what I was going to say was that it's a trip that um, they're not going to say anything about, about Jenner, even though Jenner's a Republican and they swear up and down to hate Republicans. But they'll back Jenner. Yeah, well,
1: Jenner. she's been booted out of the camp now. It doesn't matter what you are, <laughs> whether you're a man or woman. It's all political now. It, you have I, to speak the same narrative. It doesn't matter if you're black, white anything man woman trans anything if you don't sing from the your your workforce could look like the united colors of benetton but if you're all singing from the same song sheet you've missed the point of diversity do you know what i mean but unless you're singing from the same song sheet the same political narrative you are out exactly it's
0: Assume like a little color online, in team
1: disagrees with them fundamentally about anything they are out
0: yeah, and that's what I'm saying, man. If if you don't, yeah, if you don't tow that line exactly how the line is supposed to be towed, because um, RFK Jr. is a staunch Democrat, he he is a staunch liberal, but because he spoke out against the vaccines, they don't they don't want anything to do with him anymore. He has to run as an independent. Oh, oh.
1: I, the do like well. I do like him, I do like him. Say what? I do like him. I don't agree with everything he says. I don't agree with him on climate change for the fucking start. But I do like him. I, I like what he says about the vaccines and everything. I wish I'd... I got the first two because I was suckered into it. And then there was no more. Do you know what I mean? I just thought, this is ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. And I've just not listened to it any, anyway because I was on a health... Massive health kick anyway. And I've lost 85 pounds, mate. Do you know what I mean? I'm super fit now. And I do not need that. I do not need um, that vaccine at
0: all. Yeah, that's so sad. we'll get to your trip. We'll get to your weight loss thing too in a minute because I find that absolutely fascinating. But as far as the vaccine is concerned, I know what you're talking about because even though, even at my old job, they they said that we had to be vaccinated in order to work there. And I said, you know what because, oh. You know we and they threatened us. They said if you don't get vaccinated, we're going to terminate you. And I said, okay, bet. What well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to just sign this paper saying I have a religious a religious exception. Now you can accept it or not, but and if you want to terminate me for not being vaccinated, that's fine. I'll take my I, I'll take mine and walk. But what you're not going to do is um, is force me to put something in my body that I don't want that I don't want. First, it's my body, my choice. But now, when it comes to the vaccine. No, you have no choice there.
1: It doesn't matter now. The uh, the logic of body autonomy went right out of the window when the vaccine came about. That's the only thing I disagree with Trump about. I think he's wrong about the vaccine. But at least he wasn't trying to force it, you know what I mean, like the rest of them. I think he's wrong about the vaccine. But he gave the people what was demanded at the time.
0: Um, Well, Trouble, you have to remember,
1: you never hear them speaking out against the vaccine on the logic of bodily autonomy like they do about abortion. You know, it's it's your right to decide what happens to your body. That's the argument, isn't it?
0: Exactly. And um, again, if you want bodily autonomy, that's fine. But bodily autonomy is supposed to apply across the board. If you want bodily autonomy, bodily autonomy is great. If you want it, okay, fine. You want to advocate abortion? Fine. Under bodily autonomy, great. It's just that, remember, bodily autonomy is bodily autonomy, whether it be in regards to abortion, vaccines, or even travel. Like, if I want to travel somewhere, then I should be able to travel somewhere, despite restrictions and all. And that's that's the other thing I kind of disagreed with Trump on. However, I understand why he did it. Just like I understand why he, I understand that he was working with some bad, he was working with bad data. That's fine. He kind of made the call that he made, as wrong as it was. But he made the call. Um, but in the end, yeah. like you said, he didn't want it mandated like everybody, like everybody did. And you, and remember yeah. when he said, when he said, "Okay, we're going to lift these mandates. Okay, we're going to lift these lockdowns." What happened? Florida opened up. Texas opened up. All these red states opened up. The blue states with the Democrat governors, they kept themselves locked down. Michigan, New York, Washington, California, Illinois. All of these other states stayed locked down. Under what? Under um, under federalism. But when it came to, um, when it came to, what's it called? When it came to um, the vaccines and stuff, it's he can't tell us what to do. And then, all of a sudden when the what the, the call came is tell us what to, to do when the virus hey, even came is tell, us what to do. tell us what
1: to do are they allowed to do that he hasn't even been charged with anything it's been if the indictment has been thrown out so how how can they how can they say he can't run there i don't get that is that even allowed
0: They're fighting it now, and what's happened? Because what happened was, the state of Colorado, they're the first ones that did it. There's some other ones that are looking at it. Michigan actually just had a vote on it, and they killed it right where it started. So they're they're smart about it. Colorado just went and did it, and they said that. And the reason why it's going to get kicked out of the Supreme Court, and Colorado is going to have to go kick rocks, is because. um, He was never tried or convicted or even accused of insurrection. Remember, he he was never indicted for insurrection under anything. And nobody who was involved who got arrested with January 6th was arrested on the charge of insurrection. None of them were. They were all charged under um, trespassing or interfering with government business or something like that, but never insurrection. (laughs) But Colorado said, well, since he participated in an insurrection, which is patently false, then they went and kicked him off the ballot. However, it has gone to the Supreme Court now. The Supreme Court's going to take it up, and once they see it, they're they're going to tell Colorado to kick rocks and to put it back on the ballot. All right. Okay. Next question. <laughs> so that's how that's going to work. Um, so I want to get your opinion on a couple on a couple of things political um, politics aside, because you know this, but um. Because I do my show about, you know, modern dating and the dynamics between men and women and where, you know, we've been, we come up in the anti-feminist movement and knowing what feminism has done to the dynamics between men and women and the whole gender work. I wanted to get your take on modern women and modern men and what's going on in the dating scene because there's, if you... If you look around and you'll see different things in different places, like you'll see on Tinder how a bunch of girls thirst over like the hottest guys and then you go on like Facebook or Instagram or something, you see all the guys simping over like the hottest women. Um, I want to get your take on that and how um, feminism has affected the, the modern dating scene.
1: Well, I can give you an extreme example, This
0: is not what every
1: modern woman is like, but an extreme example as a product of feminism would be, I saw some woman on a little video clip that was posted on Twitter the other day talking about getting it out of the way when you can't break wind in front of your guy, yeah? I didn't break wind in front of Colin. I've been with Colin 27 years, and it was almost 20 years, yeah, before I did. But she is like sitting there going, I do it on the first date, let rip on the first date just to get it out the way because it's dominance of the patriarchy which makes us hold it in and it causes all types of gestation problems and I'm like wow, is that what how romantic, good for you love you know what I mean, so that was an extreme example but um, no, it's, it's hard, I feel for them I feel for both sides because Beautiful girl, she's waiting there, waiting to be asked out, waiting to be asked to dance, and it's not going to happen because he's frightened he's going to get a slap in the face or a, an accusation of, a, you know, rape or something, an accusation of sexual misogyny, whatever. Do you know what I mean? It, it, there's no natural connection how it used to be. Do you know what I mean? We all just meet, sleep with somebody, get pregnant, move in, get move out. There's no building a family unit. This is the whole problem. Do you know what i mean we used to work at these things they used to go out on dates do you know and um that's another thing you know the culture war over the over the decades the feminism has destroyed that inherently from the 60s sexual revolution now you're talking about all the problems that women get into in the porn industry because you know they are treated pretty well in it for like 80% of it you know, there, there's a real wage gap actually there's a real wage gap the men aren't paid anything like what the women are paid, but the women are the stars of it. They have to understand that. With the women are the stars of it, but there's like that twenty percent seedy, area. Um, well, you know where the women are really abused and shit like that. And feminism paved the way, the sexual revolution to be more promiscuous and more sexual paved the way for that. I've connected the dots. I've done it, my whole, t- I've done it for fifteen years, connecting the dots. And that's the reason it's so easy to get into, because we are sexually liberated.
0: Right. And I want to I'm going to I want to talk to you about something else along those lines. I mean, I want to talk to you about OnlyFans. But um, going back to going back to your answer. Yeah, there is. And it's true. There's a lot that there's a lot that women are now complaining about now now that they're now that they're sexually liberated and you know are held to account for their own and one of the things that one of the byproducts of the modern dating scene is actually asking women now what they bring to the table right because there's so much sexual promiscuity oh, and stuff because of the sexual liberation movement now men are starting to ask what is it now that because remember before before all of this jumped off before the feminist movement, how did it happen? Usually, from way back in the older times, marriages were arranged according to uh, family assets. That was way back in the day. And then, you know, family assets first, love could be worked out. Then it became, well, we need to get, we need to actually be in love in order to get married. So we married the person we love. We married our best friend. And since there was no dating apps or anything back then, you usually married somebody that was within your circle, in your town maybe, or somebody your family knew. And there was some familiarity yeah. with that and marriages really lasted well, well, even who, from the migration yeah. east to west throughout the dust bowl all of that the 1930s the great depression marriages stay together this whole thing of divorce and no fault this is a relatively new phenomenon and it really and it really wrecked the family structure and and studies have shown that the more promiscuous a woman is before marriage the less the less likely it is that marriage to succeed so, again, there was a lot that feminism had wrecked, not just in the dating scene, but even in the marriage and family scene. So.
1: Yeah, definitely. Well, you know, you can talk about in the past where hypergamy was like, you know, it, it's only been identified in like the latter part of the, of the, of, you know, the last couple of decades what hypergamy is, but it's always been a natural thing because in them days, you kind of have to be hypergamous. You know what I mean? Because if you weren't married and looked after, you 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 could you, you know, that's the way it was. But you don't they don't need to be anymore, but they still are. They still are. Do you get me? They still are. So they'll go they'll reject and they'll reject and they'll reject for a better offer. Well, that's not the natural state of hypergamy that we'd accept from the past. Like say no, it's a- if you're comfortable you're right. and, and you're there a lot more together, out together, that's basically the what they did. No one had it any easier than, like, the women didn't have it easier than the men, and the men didn't have it easier than the women. If you were poor, you were only okay if you were wealthy, middle class, and above. Do you know what I mean? So they they were a the unit. They worked together. Do you know? And we still should, no matter who's doing. Like we're crisp, we're quite old fashioned. Me and Colin are quite old fashioned. He goes to work. I'm the mum. Yeah, I do all the shopping, all the housework and all that, and he goes to work every day, and we're happy that, and I don't care if anyone's got a problem with that, we're happy the way we are, yeah? But a lot of people do have a problem with that. I've been called a slave of the patriarchy, a handmaiden and all that shit, Jesse. (laughs) Yeah,
0: that's a trip, because the same people who call you handmaiden and, and, and opponent of patriarchy and all this stuff, in their later years they're usually and I do shows on this every Saturday they they're usually on these, pl- these plenty of fishies okay Cupid tender tender um, apps talking about how they're looking for how they're looking for a man who's who has something who who has the stuff together who can, who can basically provide and it's like well what do you want do you want to be yeah. strong and independent or do you want to do you want somebody to provide okay,
1: yeah, and I sometimes think, well, at least they're direct enough to say what they want, and you can just swipe left, can't you, or whatever it is, swipe right. What is it? Swipe away. <laughs> swipe away. No, yeah, it's
0: thank like you. swipe. You swipe right if you want. Uh, if you but like
1: only fans, and I'm so. like, I have a little joke with me, one of my best friends, Helen, because there's a picture, you know, of the film Joker. He's standing there getting his makeup on, and <laughs> the caption says. Here's me getting ready for work while some chick on OnlyFans is selling her thoughts in jars for £25,000. <laughs> right. it. It. I thought, you know what? That's quite a point. That really is. I told Helen and she went, you hold the ball. we'll do it. You hold the bottle. <laughs> and we were crying, laughing over it. But um, it's true. It's true. What type of sucker goes to work when you can earn money like that, if you're beautiful, if you're a beautiful girl?
0: And that's a great segue into my next question, is OnlyFans. Because, again, OnlyFans is just relatively... Like, cam girling isn't a, isn't a new phenomenon by any stretch, we know this. But OnlyFans, the business model of OnlyFans is a new phenomenon. Like, having women, paying women to be to have that virtual girlfriend experience... But my, my and I want to get your opinion on this, but my thought about all of this, because I've never been to, I can like, I heard of OnlyFans. I've never really seen the site. I've never, so I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you what OnlyFans looks like just, just from what I hear. But just from the thing, just from what I, just from my rudimentary knowledge of OnlyFans, um, I don't understand how it is that um, a girl can, can basically sign up to be a virtual girlfriend, as it were, for money. Um, and doing these things, knowing that it can have possibly have a great implications on their future. Because remember, whatever you put out on the internet, whether it be this show or... Or an OnlyFans video, or even something that ends up on like Pornhub or something. But all of that has an impact on your future. And if we're talking about Little Miss Jane every day that wants to live a life and have a husband and kids and wants to get out of OnlyFans and have a job, well, she's got this on her now that's going to follow her forever. And I don't know if they, I don't know if they take that into account or what. But I think I don't know if the juice is worth the squeeze there. And I mean. Yeah, a lot of OnlyFans model make a lot of money, but honestly, it's just like the porn industry. The top actresses make the money. That's because they have name recognition. But all of the all of the other the thousands of other girls that get into porn don't make anything, and they usually do they do, they usually do it either for free or for a pittance, and they they find out quickly that it's not worth it. But I wanted to get your opinion because you know right. Ed, being true advocates for well, women, like we sad, heard, Alex, like, in this, being true advocates sad. for
1: women? If you ask me, it's very sad. Because they are going to regret it. They are going to regret it when they're older. They really are. Um, I do think, um, you know, the, the people who pay for the OnlyFans, they get, like, private sessions that we don't see. And there's, like, this lockdown where that's... So it won't be released publicly. But like you've just said, it's still uploaded to a degree. So it's always in the cloud. It's always in the cloud. So that's got to hang over their heads. Can you imagine your kids seeing that? Can you imagine your kids or your mom or your nan or your granddad seeing it?
0: Well, we already had a thing here in the They're States. I don't, know if you heard of, I don't know if you heard about it or not. They're going so aggressive. Yeah, there were, some, there were some teachers. And... These teachers, and they're they're in different states, but these teachers were being caught on OnlyFans. And the reason why is because either the students or the student's father (laughs) um, went on OnlyFans and saw the teacher and they're like, wait a minute, that's my son's teacher. And it got back to the school and the school fires the the teachers. And it's like, okay, you knew this. You you had to know this when you signed up. I mean, obviously,
1: there are many lines of work. Which will have no right to tell you what to do in your private life, but being a teacher is one of them. You can't do that. You can't do that if you're in charge of children. You just can't.
0: Exactly. And that's that and that was the whole thing. And when you, and you know, if you're gonna fight if you're gonna fight it on any front, um you're gonna get you're gonna get beaten by the fact that you're in charge of children. So you have to be if you're going to be an effect if you're going to be effective steward of children and things like that things that children learn. Your character has to be pretty much I- impeccable. You have to have an unassailable unassailable character and record. And being on OnlyFans, even if even if because they they say people do um, non nudes and things like that. But even if that were the case, and even if you never did you never did anything highly sexual or whatever, even if it wasn't nude or even if you just do upload a couple of speaking video, whatever the case is, the fact that you're even affiliated with OnlyFans and it's like it's I liken it to being in the orbit of white supremacy. Yeah, you may you may not be directly involved with it, but if you go to the website, or you, or you have some of their, um, or you have some of their reading literature, or whatever. Then that's just as bad.
1: No, I think when you've got to pay for it like that, uh, you know, like you know the girl with the pink hair and the and the little bunny nose. She was selling her bath water for like $100 a hundred dollars a little bottle. She is absolutely spruced, but this these men are happy to pay it. I just don't understand it. I just don't well, understand is,
0: it. Yeah, loneliness is a bad thing. And again, I'm not exonerating the men for doing that because the men are like they're they're all kinds of wrong for spending the money that they earn on things like that because they, and then they wonder why they're broken yeah. because they, they can't get rich. Yeah, it's but, not just um, the girls'
1: fault, they they they're supplying the money and they're supplying the demand.
0: Exactly, because the they the would not be there in if there my wasn't opinion the ban- as the, the ban- So, but yeah, but again, this, it's a it's a it's an industry of debauchery, and this is what I th- this is yeah. just my opinion, but it's my, in my opinion, it's an industry of debauchery, and the fact that there are men out there, d- despite what they're going through, because I get it? There are a lot of lonely men and stuff out there, and there are a lot of men that yeah. you know that are hard up for female attention. What? But... Go ahead.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, I had a bit of a change of heart. You see, you remember when the dolls came out a few years ago? Mm -hmm. Before I got kicked off Facebook, I'm permanently banned now. Jesse, they keep—I can't even make an account, and they find me within two minutes. They find me now. I'm I'm, so all my pages are stagnant, and there's thousands of people on them, and uh, but I can't get onto Facebook at all. And I've just forgot what I was saying. (laughs) What were we saying (laughs) about the early fans? Remind no, me, talk to, to me. Um, oh, right, the dolls, the dolls. Remember yes. the sex dolls when they started coming out a few years ago? The, the really realistic ones. Well, do you remember Rachel? Rachel Kahn or whatever the name was. She used to go out with, him um, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who she used to be married to. They're divorced now. She's a, She was a men's rights activist, anti-feminist, and she's, like, changed. Oh, my God. But um, she was she was berating some guy who who had ordered one of these dolls. This guy he wasn't he wasn't good looking. He couldn't get a woman at all. And Rachel she's stunning. She's like beautiful. She's never had a problem getting a date or a guy. But this guy she was pitch- posting his picture, and she was really really berating him. And I was forced. It's all right for you, Rachel. You're absolutely beautiful. You're never going to be lonely. That's what I was trying to say. And I had a little bit of a change of heart over it. You know, that, but it's only a slight change of heart because I do think it's degenerate as well.
0: Right. And it's weird because um, what you just told is a story of a lot of what they call incels. It's like they think that, you know, because of looks or whatever that they're never going to get they're never going to get like a girlfriend or anything, but I think where they go wrong, and a lot of them are on OnlyFans because they think they feel like that's their only avenue, which it's not, and they need to know it's not. But where they go wrong is the fact that you know they don't want a woman; they want that woman, and usually that doesn't work out well if you have that mentality. But it's a shame because you know there is someone out there for everybody. But again, the rules have been so. The rules have been so twisted and scrambled by the modern movement, the sexual, libera- the sexual liberation movement, all of this stuff, that allowed for things like cam girling and onlyfans to proliferate. As it's the same dynamics yeah, that pretty definitely. much just killed dating and stuff. So, hundred percent, I agree. Hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it's a trip. So the last thing I kind of want to touch on before we uh, before we head out, because uh, we, we're into overtime now, but um, your weight loss has been phenomenal. And, you know, when you told me, you, you know, you lost all that weight, it's like, wow, it's a lot of people think because there are a lot of people, again, in the fat acceptance movement, which... Again, Marxism, and this long—it's the same thing with there. I lump them in the same thing with the feminists and the BLM and all that stuff because of what they believe. Again, <laughs> they just take out certain words and replace it with what they want to. That's basically what they did. Oh, but, um, I up. Yeah, it's right. A okay, it, it, so
1: losing weight up and down has been my whole existence since my whole life. Yeah. So even when I was like on Facebook arguing with feminists, I was always in a weight loss bloody program or something. And they used to say to me that I'm conforming to what patriarchy decides is what an ideal woman should look like. And then they started saying things like, oh, did your daddy not hug you enough? Did your daddy hug you too much? Shit like that, honest to God. But, hey, I am I am as healthy as I have ever been right now, Jesse. I should have done it twenty years ago. Do you know what I mean? But I had a real health scare just at the beginning of the first lockdown. I had like real bad chest pains, real bad pins and needles. Did you look at those pictures, yeah? Well,
0: I haven't seen those pictures. Um, I've seen a lot of the pictures from before, and I've seen the pictures you showed me since, and the and the little clip you, that you That's took. That's what, what your- I mean.
1: The ones. Yeah, the ones I sent you the other day. Did you see that? That's how big I I went. That is how big I went. Um, Yeah. And you know what? I've done it completely within a year and a half. I've still got a little ways to go. I've still got a bit of a tummy. Yeah, I've I've got about another stone to go, I'd say. Maybe two. (laughs) I don't know. But I just feel like an absolute legend. Do you know what I'm saying? I'm working out four and five times a week. Me and my friend Helen piss off all over the world doing walks. Do you know what I mean? We, we 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 we're really doing it. Helen's just lost yeah, shout out to my friend Helen, she has just lost three stone in ten weeks.
0: Wow, that's crazy.
1: Yeah, because I'm like, come on, come on, drill sergeant, and we're doing it, we've done it all together, and she lost away a little bit and put her back put some back on, but she's back on it now, and I'm so made up, made up that she's like back at it because she's beautiful.
0: Yeah, and and that's what and that's a trip because you have people like um, Tess Holiday and all these other people who are like um, who age. say that they you know there's health at every health at every size and everything like that and they say oh yeah fat is healthy fat is this yet they'll turn around and and say that because you're fat you qualify for disability and for disability payments and I'm like well how does two how do you bury that two in, in the in the same front no but. I want to ask you yes. because there's a lot of confusion about that, and and these people who are saying, "Well, you can be healthy and be fat." Well, you just said it, right? You feel okay. better. You feel better now now that you've lost eighty five pounds than you've ever felt before. So, so just tell us about that.
1: Mace, it's another world. It's an absolute other level. I can't even describe to you how much energy I have, all my pains, all my sciatica, my knee problems, they're all 80% improved, all of them. Some of them are residual permanent damage. I've got quite a dodgy knee. And if, if, if it goes out, I'm, I'm I'm buggered for about three weeks, you know what I mean? And that messes with my mental state. Uh, but fit, healthy body, health, healthy mind, Jesse, hand in hand, fact. Do you know what I mean? I would recommend it to anyone Apart from my kids It's the best thing I have ever done 100% I would recommend that to anyone
0: Absolutely Don, it's been a pleasure We come to the end of the show But um, it's been a pleasure And I'm telling you, you are welcome back on this show Anytime you want, anytime you have something to say Um, Just let me know And I will book you on this show post-haste You are an absolute treasure you are you are a true gem of the UK. And, you know, I just want you to know that I appreciate you for everything that you've done and you've been there. And I appreciate and everywhere appreciate the voice that you've lent to the movement. Because without people like you, you and Liz Hobbs and Aaron Pitsey and them... There, it wouldn't even be a thing in the UK but because of your tireless dedication to bringing out ish, these issues and stuff you know, it's we, we now have an international conversation going on and so you really should pat yourself mm-hmm. on the back for that because the work you've been doing, you've been doing God's work in that and I just I just want to say just on behalf of men everywhere that it's honest it's it's partly it's to the heart appreciated. And we will never, your your name, I I wish your name would go down in lore because of this. Uh, I, I swear to God, I, I wish that your name would just go beyond generations for this. because eyes, Lord, you know, I. <laughs> no, seriously. I'm, I know it sounds like, but honestly, though, just just from the things that, you know, just from all the accomplishments that you've been able to achieve just in this movement, you know, it's just been amazing. And it's been, it's very been amazing knowing you. So, that's it. All right. um, thanks for listening.
1: All right, um, good I'm good ABC. New Year, mate. Have a good New Year. Huh? Have a good New Year. I right didn't hear you. Yeah. And Jonathan, you're not man enough. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I just have to get that in, mate. Okay. All right, <laughs> right son. I will speak to you tomorrow or something. I'll see you very soon. I'll get some headphones and I'll do
0: this properly. All right. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, Yeah, we're going to do this again. Love you. Yeah, love you too, Don. Be good. All right. Talk to you later. Bye bye. -bye. All right. Bye, love.
1: Bye.
0: Uh, Thanks for listening. I'm ABC. Um, Tune in tomorrow and. Tomorrow is going to be another late show. It's going to be because I have, an, I have a medical appointment. It's going to be at eleven, so I'm not going to start the show until one. So tune in tomorrow at one, and we're going to do and we're going to do this again. Um, maybe not with Don because Don has easy to do. But um, I want to talk tomorrow about the stupidity of dating apps and how and how dating apps can absolutely go wrong. And you're paying money for you're basically gambling with your money on these dating apps. Um, and I'm going to go into like historical things like that. So tune in tomorrow for that. Also, Saturday is going to be a normal two hour show. Um, so we're going to do that. What I'm going to talk about, I don't know, but I'll tell you tomorrow what I'm going to talk about on Saturday and Saturday, like usual, we're going to do the plenty of fish profiles. So that's going to be a, that's going to be a thing. Um, And hopefully, again, I'll be able to book some more fabulous guests because, you know, that's just it, that just makes the show. So that's it. I'm ABC. Thanks for listening. Oh, catch me on social media. I'm on Facebook. Look me up, Jesse Ramsey on Facebook. Also, you can follow Jesse Ramsey ABC. That's my personal public page. And then you can also follow the show page, and it's the ABC podcast. So go ahead and click on that. Click like, because I don't have a whole lot of likes, which is good, because not a whole lot of trolls. But I would like to get my like count up so I can start producing content. And also, when I get my when I get enough likes, then I can start doing um, live streams of these shows. So if you want to catch those, catch me on live stream and see all my hand gestures and everything, because I talk with my hands and it doesn't, and you don't see it on the radio. So um, if you want to see that, then you know, go ahead and click. And also, I put out all my thoughts and things too on my on my pages. So go ahead and click that like. Follow me on Twitter. It's known as X now, but um, I'm at jramseyabc. I'm also at jramseyabc on True Social. So you can follow me there, too. Um, I'm also on things like MeWe and Parler, and, but I don't really do much with those. But you can always follow me. And I'm also going to have a locals that I'm going to get back into later on, probably next year. But we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that later. But anyway, that's it. I'm ABC. Follow me on social media. Catch the show tomorrow. Bookmark this show. I'm B- and I'm on Block Talk Radio, SoundCloud, and Apple Podcasts. Three ways to catch the show, and you can catch all the back shows on demand. And that's it. ABC, see you tomorrow. I'm out. Remember, the future is what you make of it. Go out there and make the dating world a better place.